Hello everybody, welcome back to our journey through Mark. Today we will be looking at chapter 4 verses 35 to 41 which is actually the ending of the fourth chapter of Mark. And this is one of the more common stories, if you may call it that, but it's one of the more common miraculous signs that Jesus performed. We will go ahead and read it first and then go from there. And I'll be reading from the NIV. Mark chapter 4 verse 35 to 41, this is what it says that day. When evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was, all, there were also sorry, other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. The parallel accounts are found in Luke chapter 8 and Matthew verse, uh, chapter 8 as well. And this reads like a, an eyewitness account. It's very detailed. What it shows us is Jesus' humanity and his deity on display. He is 100% God and 100% man, which makes him 100% Jesus. We have seen his power over disease and human body. We have seen his power over the spirit world and demons. We've seen his creative power like multiplying flying fish and bread. And here we see Christ's power over nature he has the power to create it so he has the power to control it as well and all that points to him being the son of god the setting is a sea of galilee and it's based on the context though not mentioned explicitly now here's some trivia for you this is the lowest fresh water lake in the world at 682 feet below sea level the dead sea is lower but it's saline so this is the lowest freshwater lake and if you look at the map of current day israel right now you know that the jordan river starts at the Sea of Galilee and flows down to the Dead Sea. So, of course, the Dead Sea will be lower for the Jordan River to flow downstream towards it. It is surrounded by mountains and it's very unique. That's the Sea of Galilee. 
the water depth is about 150 feet and it's in three stratification levels. Due to its geographical setting, it's prone to some very severe winds, both in the summer and winter, which cause turmoil in the lake. It's similar to clear air turbulence when flying, that in that it's unpredictable and can come out of nowhere. When it starts building up and there's this turbulence, waves can be as high as five to ten feet at the sea of galilee which is very unusual for a water body that size and maybe just maybe that's why it's called a sea despite being a lake that's me speculating now verses verse 35 we see the calm before the storm that day as in that day that started in verse 1, has been one long day full of teaching, possibly some healing. They had pulled some double duty and they wanted to get away to the other side. The other side that they wanted to get to was more remote without many cities. Then verse 36 says, <clears throat> leaving the crowd behind, excuse me. They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. So, he was already in the boat, assuming it's the one that he was teaching in. And it probably belonged to Peter or James, because those were career fishermen. They took him along just as he was. And there were other boats. So we have some sort of a motorcade, in quotes. And Luke says they were sailing along, not rowing along, which means the conditions were windy, but ideal. And Jesus fell asleep. The truly human Jesus is tired after this long day. Then verse 37, we see the storm, a furious squall or a fierce gale, which alluded to hurricane force winds. Now historical estimates put this on the winter of 29 AD. And winter storms were more aggressive and unpredictable. Luke says that it descended. Now verse 38, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. God ordained wind of massive proportions is rocking this boat in the dark. Yet Jesus sleeps through it with water swamping the boat. Have you ever been that tired where you could survive an earthquake or a hurricane or a tornado without knowing while you're asleep because you're that tired? Jesus understands. He understands the limits of our human strength. 
and they go to him and ask him, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? To them, death was imminent and they're in full-blown panic mode. Now, some claim Bible inconsistency because the different gospel accounts use different terms for Jesus. Some say master, some say Lord, some say teacher. Now remember, this is not a rehearsed chorus, but many people crying out all sorts of terms. So here we find sailors and fishermen who are calling on a carpenter in an aquatic situation. They understood his divine power, but just not how salvation will come. No human solution is expected here. Otherwise, the sailors and fishermen, they would have jumped out and swam. There had been no miracle yet where Jesus had delivered his own from danger and death. So this is literally, pun intended, uncharted waters. So we had calm before the storm. We've seen calm during the storm, as in Jesus is calm and asleep during the storm while everyone else is going nuts. Now in verse 39, we see the calm after the storm. He gets up, he rebukes the winds. No theatrics, no effort, just a simple command. Quiet, be still. The same God who said, let there be, and there was. The same God who will later say, Lazarus, come out, and he comes out. Now says, come, be still. And there was great calm. In all those situations, there is unquestioned obedience. And there was great calm. He stops both the wind and the water by a simple command. And there is immediate calm, not a gradual dying down of the storm. Quiet, not a single murmur. Because he has power over creation. He takes care of the situation. Then in verse 40, he turns around to his own and looks at them and asks them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you so afraid? I'm here with you. And then verse 41, we see a storm after the calm. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. They were afraid of the storm and now they're terrified of the calm. So what's more scary, the storm outside the boat or God in the boat? This terror sets in at the realization that this isn't just a man. If you see God, he sees you. If you see his glory, he sees your sin. It's the same experience as anyone who's seen God in the Bible. 
you know that song I can only imagine what it would be like and he asks will I be still or will I dance there's that sense of being overwhelmed whichever way you go this is supernatural and it ends with a rhetorical question he's not just from around here he's not just a carpenter What kind of man is this? Jonah was in a storm due to his disobedience. The disciples are in a storm due to their obedience. In both, God leads man into and out of the storm. It's the same God over creation. In Jonah, casting the sleeping sinner overboard calmed the sea. In Mark, Casting the sin and unbelief to the sleeping Savior calmed the sea. So we go back to the question on verse 41. Who is this? It is the Lord God Almighty. They took him into the boat just as he was. Then they discovered just who he is. So what's your response to the realization of who Jesus is? Will you cast all your doubts and cares to him? Doesn't he care that we perish? Of course he does. That's why we have the words of John 3.16. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He will protect and preserve his own. And you're not going anywhere until he says so. So walk in obedience to Jesus. The question for you and me what do we do with this information? Thank you so much. God bless you. We will continue studying in verse 5, or rather chapter 5, sorry, next time. Have a great one. Mm-hmm.